BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, hello, and happy Tuesday, everyone. To all of our Vapid Valley girls out there, I'm JC. And I'm Chelsea. Today, we are doing a live therapy session between, you know, amongst ourselves, mm-hmm. between the two of us, live on air. We wanted to share some things that we're like working on lately or that we've been struggling with that we feel like we've been doing good at, all, all of the above. We're psychoanalyzing ourselves yes. and... One of my ourselves down. <laughs> one of my favorite hobbies is psychoanalyzing myself and others. True. I think that's why girls love drama and like reality TV and stuff because it's fun to like understand Analyze different their relationships. Yes. Yeah. Understand sure. different dynamics, things like that. I've been watching The Summer I Turned Pretty. Oh, you have? Yeah. I'm on episode three. I love it. Really? It's like so. It's Wait, kind what of is it on? Amazon Prime video. It's kind of, uh, you know. It's not super overly cheesy, but it's kind of that young demographic, I would say. But it's giving me very nostalgic vibes and also just the best summer feeling. Really? Like it's really, yeah, it just makes me feel happy and good. Where is it located? Like what? what's the place they live in? I How did I literally just forget this? Hold on. Is it even important to the storyline? Oh, 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 it's called Cousins. Let me see, like, where that is. I think it's in, like, I was going to say Cape Cod. Yeah, it's Ma- it's in Massachusetts. Oh, nice. Um, Oh, it's a fictional town. I love being stupid. <laughs> okay, never mind. I don't know. But it's it's that vibe of, yeah. like. Um, coastal. Yeah, coastal. It's giving coastal grandmother, but it's giving. Oh, co- nice. It's giving coastal granddaughter. Oh. Yeah. It's just like really pretty, you know, beaches and people will be on a sailboat and they're going to like these parties for the first time as teenagers. And basically it's this girl who goes to this beach with their family friends, like their families go together Mm -hmm. every summer since she was like born. And this is her summer where she just turned 16. And like the boys, the family friends that she's going with have like, they've all kind of grown up and like, you know, Mm, it's just the summer she turned pretty. Yes. Mm. It's cute. So wow, been loving that. I don't know classic, uh, like family friend falling in love with a boy. Yes, hopefully it doesn't like take a sad turn or something. I'm like, it's so fun. I mean, there's like sad little moments. You know, it's like being a teenager, heartbreak, that stuff. But I'm like, uh, hopefully this doesn't end super sad or something. I don't know. I don't Mm. know how it ends. I've never read the books. It's based off book. 
Oh, I know. I need to watch it. Everyone's been like, you have to. Yeah, it's cute. It'll okay. you. I think you'd like it. Okay, I will watch it. I solemnly swear. What have you been doing today? What have I been doing today? You know, just chilling, just... Just vibing, straight mm-hmm. up vibing? Straight up vibing. <laughs> Nothing to report. Yeah, we don't really have many life updates because we recorded yesterday. Yeah. we Now that we're on our, well, not two a week, but two extra episodes, I feel like we record so much more often than I pictured. I don't know how, how to explain it, but... I know. I guess it's because two of the weeks we record twice. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we're like, wait, we have no updates. Yeah. It's been a day since we last updated you for an hour. I did go to the beach today and I did stand in the water. Thank you everyone. Nice. I'm so brave. It's pretty it's not that cold actually right now. The water. No. When it first hit me it was cold, but you're right. It's, you just get used to it. Mm-hmm. I felt like I went kind of in the afternoon and I was like it's just not hot enough for me to like even want to, to jump in. It felt good just on my feet and like I was kind of, you know, a little bit into the water, but I think if it I had gone earlier in the day and I was really hot. I think I could have wanted to do that. Yeah. So stay tuned for my mermaid era. <laughs> it's so fun. It's it's so fun to play in the waves in, at the beach. There's nothing more like just connecting with your inner child. Literally. That's one of my one of my points. Oh, nice. Well, we, can, we oh, I was just going to say we can start off. Okay. You can start off whatever. You oh, want. you know what? When when we were talking about like life updates and I was like, I don't know. I I never write anything down. I realized it's because I never have like life updates to write down. I always have random like thoughts Mm -hmm. that have nothing that would be like weird to like just bring up in a life update. Like, have you guys ever done this? You know? Yeah. Like today, that's good. Today I was, I parked somewhere and the car next to me, as I was opening my door, the car next to me was going backwards. Like it was pulling up. I didn't realize you're moving. You think you're moving forwards. That's weird. I was tripped out. I was literally, I literally pushed my phone on the brake. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I was in an alternate reality for a second. That was a weird feeling. Yeah. And I thought I should mention that on the podcast. But I'm like, that's not like a life update. Like guys, guess what? (laughs) My life update, I parked today. (laughs) No, I think that's good. I felt like I was going backwards. Life updates are any thoughts, feelings, or experiences from the week. You know, it's whatever you want it to be. Yay. Yay you. (laughs) I will say uh, an overall life update is a case update. He is in his cute era. He is so cute right now. Like he's always been cute. But I feel like every day they're like a new cute. Uh, whenever people are over, I'm like, he's so cute today. They're like, isn't he always cute? I'm like, yes, but he's he's growing up every single day. He's like in his talkative, you know, not actually saying words, but just like blabbering. Mm-hmm. Very smiley, very receptive. Like when he sees dogs, he's obsessed with dogs. He was laughing at Lady yesterday. He loved Lady yesterday. Yeah. Was so cute. Whenever he sees dogs, he's like, <laughs> like he wants to get their attention. He's so like just into he's it. He's so expressive up. and like yes. fun. Yeah. So aware. So it's been very fun. That is very fun. Just watch that little human grow. It's actually just so crazy because every time I'm just like, I grew that in my stomach and now he's a fully functioning. It's so not bizarre. Fully functioning, but. You know, like, and now I can leave him alone. And, <laughs> and he babysits, he's a grown man. He babysits himself. Mm-hmm. You want to go first? Sure. I mean, Are we I, starting with the negatives? Yeah. I say we start with the negatives and end with the positives. Okay. I had a very t- hard time coming up with any positives. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. And they're kind of like, I did three things I kind of phrased like working on and then three things I'm doing well at. And it's like, I'm kind of working on and doing like all of them, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like they're all in one. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. Okay. My first thing that I had 
written down was something I've been working on is letting things flow just in life in general and trying not to have the need to control like every aspect of my life. And I had an example for this that I was thinking that I feel like illustrates this is body image and working out. I have been trying to work out and eat healthy and stuff for the quote unquote right reasons. Like I truly want it to be about how I feel and like just my energy levels and my stamina and like all of that and feeling strong. And I, and it is about that, but it's so hard for my brain to not go to like, Oh, I, I, you know, where are the results? Like, yeah, I want more results than I'm seeing. So does that mean I need to do this and that? And like, I just, I don't know. It's like, I also feel like I don't want to, like, it's not a bad thing to want to see results. So I'm trying also not to like shame myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I like go in this cycle where I'm like, okay, I've been like working out and I've been feeling really good. Like, you know, uh, mentally, physically, it's been great. But then I'll have these moments where I'm like, uh, why don't I have like more toned blah, blah, blah at this point? Mm-hmm. Like, and then you feel like bad I, for thinking. That. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be thinking that. Like, it's not about that. And then I'm like, well, it's fine to want results if you're working hard towards something. But then it's like finding that healthy balance of not obsessing over it or being, I don't know. Yeah. Just, I get that. And I think it also relates to. I'm like, congratulations. You have any disorder? <laughs> awesome. I'm kidding. That's not that. Well, I was thinking also, it's kind of the same as when people, well, in a different way, this relates. Like when people are like, just relax and you'll just get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I've also tried that yeah. and it doesn't work. So it's like, you want to not be obsessive because you just want to let things flow in life and not be, but then sometimes it's hard if you're not seeing the results you want or something to not be like, okay, I have to go into control mode now exactly. because this is annoying. Like, Well, especially with working out, like you're saying, it's something you almost feel like you can control because you are working out. You're yeah. the one doing the things too, yeah. you know, but you can't control the outcome, but you also can control the outcome a little bit. So right. you, you don't know where the line is of like, exactly. I can get myself in shape, but like how I can't change the way that my body looks. Yes. And then I've also been like, do I even want my life to be like so centered around fitness where it's like I can't miss a day and I'm like I don't think I want that but then I'm like but I want the results so I would have to do that if I want Mm -hmm. I don't know I just feel like that's been a weird thing in my mind lately where I'm like trying to just have a healthy mindset with everything with food exercise and everything but then I it starts to get muddy and then I start to feel like bad Mm -hmm. that I'm thinking that yes like layers of shame it's a cycle yeah love that I always have that like layers of shaming myself of like feeling shame for feeling shame. Yeah. And then be like, oh, I shouldn't feel that way. And it's like, oh, well, it's okay that I feel that way. And I'm like, yeah. but then I'm going to be complacent. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I know when you want to just enjoy your fitness journey because you've exactly. been like consistent for a long time. And it's yeah. like from an outside perspective, everyone's like, you're doing great. That you're so, for sure. You know, and I fitness queen in your fitness era. And, and yeah, I get that. Yeah. It's been, and it has been fun. It's just like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, um, also know how dedicated I'm like willing to be with yeah, it. So exactly. then I'm like, I can't really expect these like insane results if I'm not willing. Cause a lot of people that I know that are like extremely toned and like ripped, it's literally like a massive part of their lives. Like they work out for hours every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't think that that's my thing, but then anyway, so. I get that. That's where I've been lately with that. Nice. And I go, it goes through waves. Mm-hmm. 
Um, okay, my first one. Uh, honestly, I could just do this one for the, the whole, whole thing. Time. But it's like dropping my ego. The I, I've been reading this book. It's called A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. And it's like all about the ego and, you know, spirituality and things like that. And I was listening to it on my walk yesterday. And it, it's things that you know and you you know, have moments of such clarity where you're like, duh, like you're just so like grounded and you know, things don't, what, what doesn't matter. You don't shame yourself. You're like, I, if I would felt like this all the time, life would be a breeze. Yes. And, but then there are times when it's just harder to kind of get to that place when it's like more steps to that center, I guess. And in the book yesterday, he was talking about how the ego basically it did come from my neck. It was like the ego, you know, if you have something that you, you know, identify with, you people want to be like an individual. They want to identify in something, but like the essence of what you are cannot even be described by words. Like a, even human being doesn't describe like the essence of yourself. Mm -hmm. And we try so hard to like label ourselves, put identities on ourselves. And we when you're really passionate about something, you identify yourself with it and then you're likely to lose yourself in it. And I think that with like social media and the niche thing that happens so often where it's like, you probably feel that way with photography where it's like you, you feel like it's, or even influencing, it's mm -hmm. like that's what you feel like your identity is. And so the ups and downs of that, like starts to start to kind of like lose yourself with it because you, you think your identity is in it. Pretty yeah. Much. And then that's your ego saying like that's your worth. And right. So then when times are turbulent, it's like so um, earth shattering mm -hmm. because you're not as grounded. Exactly. Yeah. And the e he was saying the ego, the couple quotes that I liked, it was like the ego tells you that if you have more, you are more. The ego loves content like the ego loves and content is a toy for kids. It's like just things. It's just content in life. And the ego doesn't even want to have things. The ego wants to want things. So it even when you get something, you're like, I want this so bad. And you get it. The ego's not like, yay, good job. It's It wants to want things. And anyways, he was just going into all these different areas, again, coming from my neck and like how I feel like what I look like right now is like such a big part of me. And I feel like I'm losing myself because I don't look the same. And I was just realizing, like, my identity is not what I look like at all. So why am I, you know, obviously I have a little bit of attachment to it. Otherwise, I wouldn't be feeling so turbulent because mm -hmm. it's changing. So that's what I've been working on is, like, getting back to that feeling of just, you know, uh, realizing when my ego has basically taken over. And, um, yeah. I think it's very easy for the ego to take over. Yes. It's so much harder to be in that space where you're just feeling, mm -hmm. I don't know, content yeah. and happy and yeah. Yeah. And he was saying you can't try to drop the ego. It's impossible to try to drop it. Understanding like the realization that it is your ego is and that like is what's going to drop the illusion basically. Mm -hmm. Like once the illusion is popped, it's, it's impossible to keep falling for it. Definitely. I like that. Um, okay. This I feel, oh, I'm just like calling myself out bad, but <laughs> I'm also trying to work on like not resenting people or just for making different decisions than I would make. Or like uh, the best way I can describe this is that I have always just been a chronic like overachiever my entire life. Like I can go back to 
my earliest memories, which was when I was 18. No, I'm kidding. Um, but <laughs> it was last week. Yeah. All of my childhood was just me like longing for like attention and achievement. Like, I don't know really why that is. I'm not exactly sure the root of all of it, but I've just always been trying to be the best at whatever I'm doing. And because of that mindset that I've had and because I've been like also rewarded for achievements throughout my entire life. And that's how I feel like, you know, those in my head have been like my happiest moments Mm -hmm. of like, I achieved this thing and everyone around me was like so proud. And that's what makes me feel like validated, validated and just like on top of the world. And so I just like seek after these like achievements so hard. But that mindset that I've created is I have extremely high expectations for myself basically at all times. Like it's, it's so hard for me to not go all out when I'm doing something. Cause I'm just like, this is just my, it's just the mentality I've always had. So it's the way you think that you gain love and acceptance. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we all have that thing that, that we think will get us love and acceptance that we learned like as a coping mechanism when we're a child, Yeah, you know what I mean? Where it's like, you're saying you won the spelling bee and everyone's like, so, oh my gosh, you're the best. Like, and mm-hmm. you feel loved and accepted in that moment. So you're like, okay, I'm going to do that again. Right. And I feel like it's always been a pattern in my life, like even now where it's like, that's most of the time what people will compliment me about. Mm -hmm. Like it's most of the time it's like, you're so hardworking. Like you inspire me because you do this. And, And not that that's a bad thing. I mean, I like so grateful for, you know, any compliment. I don't care, but it's like, that's just always been a common thing for me. Because of that, I have extremely high expectations for everything I do in my life, but therefore sometimes it carries over to where I have extremely high expectations for other people that are like kind of dumb and don't matter, but like I just expect the world. And then if I don't receive it, I'm like, what the heck? Like, I don't get it. Why? I don't know. Why are you not basically acting how I want you to act? Which I think I would act. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, again, and then I go into the shame cycle where I'm like, then I will like hardcore shame myself and be like, that's really rude. Like, that's, which again, I think I'm pretty self-aware. So I'm pretty good at like catching myself and being like, that's really rude. Like, that's not something that I should be thinking about someone or expecting of them. Then I go into a shame cycle where I'm like, oh, I just like always expect way too much. Like, I need to change, da, 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 da. So I've been trying to live with like accepting myself how I am where I think part of my gifts in life and like my spark is that I am extremely like, I don't know, a dreamer. Like I think that's a good thing about me. So I try not to like think of it as a negative thing, but I also try and be realistic with myself about how I can be better in those areas. An example of what I'm even talking about, I don't know if this I don't know if I talked about this last week on the podcast, but for instance, when people come to visit us in California, they're pretty much always just like vacationing, right? And so they'll come for a while and it's like they, in my mind, they expect to be having fun 24-7, like go to the beach all day. Then from there, we're going to do this activity. Then we're going to go to dinner and then we watch a movie at night. Like Mm -hmm. it just seems like everyone wants to have fun 24-7. And then I feel like I'm just like a Debbie Downer or like a tyrant for being like, I have work. Like I can't, I don't, I can't just like hang out all day. 
But then I almost have this like weird resentment where I'm like, okay, you guys have fun at the beach all day yeah. while I am working. working all day. Like mm-hmm. not to the people who are vacationing necessarily, but <laughs> yeah. like, like, <laughs> like what? You yeah. To like my yeah. friends and family. Yeah. Like I'm like, cool. That sounds like it would be fun. Yeah. But I can't do that. Like, mm-hmm. because I'm, again, this is my ego, but it's like, because I'm a responsible, like mm-hmm. hardworking person who's not just going to like throw away, you know, but then I'm like, <laughs> go into the shame cycle again. Yeah. So it's just like this thing that I'm trying to relax, but also again, not lose that part of me where it's yeah. like, I make myself proud a lot of times because I think that I am a very resilient, like person who truly wants and enjoys first of all, working and doing things that like push me towards my goals. I actually like that and enjoy it. And it's not always like I, I don't think it should be a negative thing where it's mm-hmm. like, you just work all the time. It's like, well, I like it. Like, that's why I tell Leif. I would rather, I told him today, I was like, I would personally rather stay home and work and do some like Pinterest boards and stuff than go to the beach all day. Mm-hmm. Personally, for me, that sounds more fun. And he's like, okay, I cannot relate. <laughs> and I'm like, I know, but it's, that's the truth. Yeah. Like, so I don't want, I don't know. I feel like I'm like word vomiting now, but basically I'm just like trying to balance being a workaholic and being annoyed at other people for not being workaholics and also mm-hmm. just being like accepting of myself. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Does it any of that make like sense? A- yeah. I no. feel like I was talking in circles. No, no, it was good. I, I think a lot of people can relate to that. I think even if it's not workahol, workaholism, yeah, <laughs> but it's like something else where it's like, again, whatever you expect, you're so critical of yourself and you judge yourself so hard that it's impossible not to do the same to others sometimes. Yeah. It's so hard to be accepting or yeah. not even accepting, I guess accepting. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to accept that everyone is just so different with that stuff mm-hmm. and that it doesn't also make them like a lazy person. Yeah. That's like what I've been actually really working on is being like not working all the time doesn't equal lazy. Mm-hmm. So for me or others. But so I when should you never don't perceive- work all the time, you feel lazy. Yes, but not so then, all the time, but yes. That's I'm something not, I've been I'm working on. I'm not assuming on. that. I'm, that was kind of a question, but yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting a lot better, but to me, it just always feels like there's something that could be done right now, like productive mm-hmm. wise. Like, so to me, it's like sitting, for example, midday, just being like, I'm going to like watch an episode of the show I'm watching right now. Mm-hmm. I think about that for a second and then I'm like "Mm, my hall closet's a mess yeah my room needs to be vacuumed I wanted to organize my makeup like why would I sit there for an hour when like those are things that need to be done and that are stressing me out Mm -hmm. I'd rather get those things done do you know what I mean yes so that's kind of where my head is basically always at though like and the problem is there's always something that can be done so it's hard for me to ever relax and just be like yeah I want to watch a movie for three hours because I'm like well I could also for three hours like again clean work on something else for my business I don't know so it's like torture almost to sit down and watch a movie yeah if yes. you have so many things in your mind it's almost like so, you're being chained down to something yeah exactly but yeah. I know that also the whole like that resting is also very productive so you know that helps you recharge that's what I've been learning but. yeah oh <laughs> that's a doozy <laughs> no I, I like I said I think that's very relatable and I think 
Um, the problem is I feel like it's not. Like, that's why I feel dumb even talking about it because no. everyone I talk to is like, oh, interesting. And I'm like, cool. I'm like, I am just a weird person for feeling that way. No, I think, well, what I was saying, like, not maybe not all workaholism, but everyone has their thing where they feel like has been a constant their whole life or that makes them feel alienated where they're like, okay, not everyone around me like thinks this way and yeah. like, is this way. And like, I guess the thing that you judge yourself the most on is yeah. like things... I don't know. I just feel like everybody kind of has, has something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. Not, not, yeah. No, I'm like, you are weird. You're the only workaholic I know. But yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like I, well, sorry to harp on this more, but when I was talking to Leif, I'm like, I feel like everyone around me, no one thinks that like way. Like that. Yeah. Like everyone is like, oh, we just want to have fun like all yeah. day. Like we want to go to the beach all day. And I'm like, I don't. Yeah. And then I feel like a loser for being like, I feel like I'm so uptight for being yeah. like, I don't want to do that all day. I'm not going to sit there for seven hours. Yeah. Like, that's so boring to me. And also, like, just, again, makes me feel anxious because I'm like, there's so much I could do at home. Like, mm -hmm. or wherever. I don't know. Yeah. So that's what I was saying. I'm like, I feel like a complete, like, <laughs> like everyone around me is like, okay, leave her to that. Mm -hmm. You're weird for doing that. But again, yeah, you're right. I feel like everyone probably has something like that. Has something that alienates them mm -hmm. where they feel like, okay, not everybody can relate to that. Yeah. It's like we were saying, like sometimes when you open up about something and you're expecting like, oh yeah, I totally know. And, and everyone's, everyone's like, like no. oh, really? Hmm. I don't know. I've never felt that. Yeah. You're like, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I am an alien just like yeah. I thought. Well, going off of that, I feel like the, when you can't focus, like, or when you can't, when you're, you're trying to relax and you just have like, okay, well, I have a, like an endless to-do list going on in my mind that I can't shut up. Like I can't convince myself it's okay to relax right now. I've felt that a lot recently actually. And it's horrible because I was like saying, it's just, I was telling Nick, I'm like, it's horrible because the free time I have, I want to spend with Case and I don't want to have a to-do list going on in my mind. So I'm like, it's really like, it breaks my heart sometimes when I'm with him and I'm like, I'm just stressed because I'm like, I want, I want to be in the pre like present moment and I want to be, but it's like causing me stress knowing I have so many other things to do. So I'm like trying to be the best mom, but then also be the best, like, you know, at work. And there's just like so many little responsibilities and every responsibility has 10 little responsibilities that come with that, that I have to get done. And I'm just like already behind on a ton of things. And so I'm like telling myself, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Like just be, you know, in the moment and, and you're doing your best, but I can't shut off the like, okay, you need to be doing this. Constant oh, you should have done that last week. There's yeah. just like so many little things that it's just like I could be doing a million more things mm -hmm. and whatever That's I'm doing problem. is never enough. There's always more to do. Yeah. That's what's so hard. Yeah. It's like you're looking at a horizon and it's like there's all these possibilities and literally my mind's like, yeah, they all sound good. Let's do them. And then I, you know, bite off more than I can chew. And I was saying like, it's so interesting because I've never thought of myself as being like someone who liked to work. But then as I was like looking back and reflecting and on my life, I'm like always busy. And I always have like three jobs for no reason. Like I'll just be like, oh, I'll just go get this like part-time job. And it's just like, what? Like I didn't even need to, but I just wanted to be busy or something like that. And even now I'm like, oh, I wouldn't consider myself. I was telling someone about like all the things that I'm doing. And I'm like, well, I wouldn't really consider myself like a business person. They're like, really? They're like, <laughs> you, you sound, yeah, they're like, you sound extremely busy and like, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. I'm like, I just, again, that's like a narrative I've told myself my whole life that I'm like, not a business person, not like a working person. I'm just, excuse me. <laughs> iPad shoots through the room. 
anyways, but the, again, it kind of goes back to like the ego thing of like, you don't, that that's not to think of yourself as someone who like even just likes to work is such a limiting, limiting thing of like, that's, that would never describe like the potential and like the, you know, capabilities of what you actually are. And yeah. Do you think, do you think that you want to like run your own businesses and, and that is like actually like something you enjoy and something that's fun to you, but you are like, what's the word? Like you never thought you'd be that person. So it's kind of like weird to you or you genuinely feel like you don't connect with that um, like work persona. And you're like, no, I literally don't want to do that. I think that's what it is, is like, I feel like I don't align with like what I picture that person to be like, you know, business owner to be. So Mm -hmm. I feel like that couldn't possibly be me. Like I put it in such a box that I'm like, oh, I don't like, you know, align with that as stupid as it sounds. And then so then I just think it's not for me, I guess, which again, I feel like I've always been obsessed with labeling myself and like identifying things about myself and like figuring things out because my brain wants to like make it feel good. It wants to like figure it out. You know, if I have a thought and it's confusing, I need a solution. I need it to like click. And so I feel like sometimes a label will like do that Mm. where I'm like, what is this? Okay. I give a name to it. And Mm. then I feel like I can move on. And so I feel like, yeah, I just feel like I, I don't know. So then when I'm working all the time. I think I almost make a problem for myself where I'm like, oh, I don't want to be doing this. But it's like, I do want to be doing it. I do like it. I like love my job and I love what I do. And I think when I let Mr. Ego come in all the time, it just complicates things and it and makes it more, I should on myself a lot, which makes it seem more stressful than it actually is. Right. And I think the biting off more than you can chew thing is definitely valid. Like, I think we've both done that. Like, yeah. You know, recently we've been talking yeah. about how we need to get rid of some stuff to yeah. just because we're both in over our heads with a ton of projects and stuff. Yes. So that's definitely a factor. Yeah. Well, that that wasn't my working on thing. That was like a side <laughs> note. But You're like that's what I was doing well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a very quick one. But another thing that I've been really trying to work on is kind of related to this, like have a more streamlined routine in general, because I'm I'm just feeling chaos. I'm just feeling like I was telling Nick I was like had this mental breakdown <laughs> of telling him like I just like I can't my brain will not shut up. Like my brain is just constantly going and like I feel like at this point in my life the thing that I want to be doing is being present like with Case when I'm home. Like I love working and I love being with Case and I love spending time with like people I love and I love having fun and I love, you know, you know, doing things that are meaningful. But it's hard it's like my overthinking is stopping me from enjoying all of it. And I was just saying, I'm like, this is what I think. I'm having body image issues. And I feel like it's because like, so my body just changed so drastically. I sacrificed, you know, in a way you sacrifice your body and like for the child and, and the reward seems so much greater than, you know, the sacrifice, but it's still a sacrifice nonetheless. Even if it's like, you know, seems small to other people, it's like still your body that you've been used to. And so then I'm like, okay, so now I feel out of shape. I feel just not good. I just, I don't feel good. Like I feel, you know, stiff. I feel like, you know, I need to be eating better. I need to be working out. So then I'm like, okay, I need to work out. And then I'm like, when am I going to have time to work out? Like I actually don't have time. Like, because any free time that I have, I feel guilty for not spending it with Case. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll try and figure it out. And then I'm like, oh, and then I need to eat better. I'm like, I don't have time to cook. I don't even have time to grocery shop. Like, 
Uh, oh, and then I'm like, okay, but if I do that, then I need to spend more time just having fun for myself. Okay, in order to do that, I need to pump for, you know, a couple days. It's like fun takes even work for me now where it's like right. even to go do something for myself. It's like it's not just this like quick thing where it's like, oh, I'll just run to yeah. whatever. Take myself on a date. It's like, oh, I have to pump for hours to even do that. Exactly. And it's like I bring that upon myself as well because it's like I could get formula. Well, actually not because there's literally a formula shortage, but but it's like then. I want to breastfeed and I like breastfeeding. So it's like, I can't have my cake and eat it too. I can't have everything. And it just seems like, I just, I just think it seems like a lot where it's like, I was telling Nick all these things. I'm like, well, then I think about this and I'm like walking and I'm like, oh, I need to get my finances in order. I need to like figure this out. And then for work, I'm like, oh, I have to post this. Oh my gosh, that reminds me. I have to post this. And oh my gosh, I forgot to post that last week. Like, and I'm like, so I don't even like. It's like you have no no time to even breathe or think about anything. Yeah. Or new, anything new yes, by any means. Exactly. And I feel like, yeah, that I've just bitten off a little bit more than I can chew. And I just have realized I'm working on trying to time block, trying to delegate too, because part of it is my fault because I want control over things where it's like, I could delegate it, but I want to do it. So I'm like, you know, anyways, and getting a, like a workout routine that feels like it goes with my flow. Like it goes with my literal flow, my menstrual cycle and like the flow of my life, you know, where it's not so stringent and it's not so this is what I'm doing, you know, every day, but I have somewhat of a a natural routine. Like I wake up and it doesn't matter. I'm not like at seven o'clock I go on a walk, mm-hmm. but something's like, okay, when I wake up, I go on like a walk with Case and, you know, on Tuesdays I go here, or like Thursdays I go swimming, whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. You're saying that's what you're currently trying to figure yes, out. Yes. That's what yeah, I'm yeah. trying to work on, figure out, fit in. I'm trying to take things out to add better things in, mm-hmm. I guess. Definitely. I feel like that is, again, extremely relatable. <laughs> like, it's just so hard to sometimes quiet your mind enough to... Wait, do you meditate at all? What? Sometimes. Not like... Uh, definitely not as much as I should, but sometimes when I remember, I'll like do breathing meditations. Mm-hmm. But I would say that's like literally once every two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, I feel like adds that to your plate. I'm like, you should be doing that daily. (laughs) No, but I think that meditating, I don't even do it. So I want to talk, but I feel like even with when I've been going to yoga, I feel like it's very meditative because it's like, especially at the end. And it is wild to me how I'm literally never still with myself and I'm never quiet Mm -hmm. or just with my brain. Like even if I'm doing something, I have a podcast on in the background, I'm listening to something and it's wild to me when I'm in yoga and I'm silent. I'm like, oh, like, Things are clear. I'm feeling so calm, like motivated, motivated, have great ideas. Mm -hmm. Literally where all my best ideas come from, which should clue me in and be like, oh, you should do this daily. But it's again, something that's like, oh, it's daunting to think of like adding this whole new thing to my routine. But I feel like meditation can help just kind of quiet everything. Definitely like bringing awareness. All right. Quick ad break to talk about Green Chef. Green Chef is a meal kit company. They are so awesome. They make Eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. They have like keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free. Or if you're just looking to eat more balanced meals, they offer a huge range of recipes. I love it because it saves so much time. You don't have to really do much of anything besides like everything's pre-prepped for you and it's fresh ingredients. It's awesome. So Green Chef now offers more variety and flexibility than ever before with double the choices. So you can choose from 24 recipes weekly with the option to mix and match meals from different preferences. So if you want to do like vegan one day, but keto the next, you can switch stuff up. They have some recipes like steak and butternut squash salad, 
green pea falafel with tahini, salmon with a little salad on the side. I've been loving salmon lately, so I, I was going to say I've been need- loving um tahini lately. Mm, also Mediterranean so vibes. Yes, very very good. Um, with seasonal produce, premium proteins, and organic ingredients you can trust, Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. Time-saving recipes packed with fresh produce and vibrant flavors help you make the most out of those long summer days. Green Chef saves you so much time because they, you know, you don't have to go to the grocery store and search the aisles for these crazy ingredients. They will prep it for you. Also, it's nice because if you need like one sp- certain spice, you know, sometimes you'll find a recipe and then you have to go and buy the Yeah, it's like 20 spice. bucks for yeah. a little spicing. And you only use it that one time. Yeah. So it saves you money too. Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit and the only meal kit that is both carbon and plastic offset. They offset 100% of their carbon footprint as well as 100% of the plastic in every box. Green Chef's vegan and vegetarian recipes are full of plant-based proteins and wholesome sides. So if you're like me and you're always looking for fun ways to, you know, mix up that plant-based protein, Green Chef is awesome. So go to greenshift.com slash what we said 135 and use the code what we said 135 to get $135 off across five boxes plus free shipping on your first box. That's greenshift.com slash what we said 135 and use the code what we said 135 to get $135 off. Go check it out. Today's episode is sponsored by PayPal Honey. You guys know we love to online shop. And the way that we can justify our purchases is because we've downloaded Honey and it's super easy and it's free and it is going to be the best thing that you've ever done for yourself. So thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. It supports over 30,000 stores online ranging from tech and gaming products to fashion brands and even food delivery I will say when you're like, I'll be on a site and I'm like, there's no possible way honey can find a coupon for this. And it will. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you, honey. Thank you for saving me money. I ordered some jewelry and honey saved me over $100 on my jewelry purchase because I was ordering like a bunch of stuff at once. It saved me money on tons of like clothing purchases, just, you know, randomly saving 20 bucks here and there. And then also a huge chunk, like hundreds of dollars also on my bed frame, which is amazing. And again, you kind of wouldn't think on the bed frame site, like it's kind of a random site and it still worked, which we love. So how it works is basically imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. And then when you check out, the honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupons. You wait a few seconds as honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. And if honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. It literally works in like very short amount of time. It's super easy. You can also add honey to your iPhone. You just enable it on Safari and you can find savings on the go. We love that. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. It is literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. We'd never recommend something we don't use. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash what we said. That is joinhoney.com slash what we said. Go check it out and save some money. Well, this book I like it that I'm reading is like kind of meditative, honestly, because he was saying at the beginning of the book, this is not supposed to be like an interesting book. It's not supposed to be like something for you to think about, like in your mind about where you're like, oh, that's interesting. Like I agree or I disagree. He's like, this is to help you. This book is to help you get into the state, basically. And he was talking about this one. He's like, if you close your eyes and you like basically bring attention to the life in your hands. And he's like, it might feel like tingly at first. It might feel like, you know, start to energize you a little bit. And then the more that you think about it, the more, the bigger the feeling gets. And 
that's pretty much just bringing awareness any like mm-hmm. to any kind of thought. You know, when you're feeling really good and you bring awareness, like I'm feeling really good right now. I'm feeling really clear. It gets bigger and bigger. Same with negative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Actually, the book I'm reading right now is kind of all about meditation as well. The Surrender Experiment. It's like all about how this man literally went in the woods and was like basically meditating for like mm-hmm. days. Um, but it's very interesting. Hmm. My next thing that I've been struggling with is I don't know what I believe in. <laughs> um, just religious stuff. And mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't even know how much or what I've really shared honestly on the podcast publicly. I forget where I say things. If it's on other podcasts that I've been interviewed on, I don't yeah. know. I don't even feel like there's like a need to really get into the specifics, but I bring this up because I have just been hearing so many people like talking about this and struggling with it lately. And so I figure if nothing else, just to let you know that like I get you and I understand Mm -hmm. you and I love you and I'm here for you. It's I think just growing up religious, no matter what. And the reason like I've gotten a ton of messages from people being like, oh, I grew up Catholic and I feel exactly like this or I grew up super Christian. I feel like this, blah, blah, blah. And I think just if you've grown up within a religion where there are a lot of rules or like guidelines, it's so natural to like question it at some point and be like, oh, does this connect with me? Like, how do I feel about this? And I've always wanted to like wait. I literally for five years now, I've been like, I'm not going to talk about this subject publicly until I know what I believe in, like until I'm, you know, more confident and like, sure, because this is it's not something that I want to talk about when I'm feeling insecure about Mm -hmm. like how I feel and what I think and what I believe. And recently it's weird because I have this like newfound comfortability with it and confidence. But the irony is that I have no idea what I believe in or like, I feel like I'm in such a gray area where a lot of people are very black and white with things where it's like, you know, if they grow up in a religion, they leave it and they literally hate it and they're anti whatever it is. Like they they really dislike, you know, the religion and everyone in it. The opposite, you're super into it still and you love it and you can see no wrong with it and whatever. And I just feel like I'm in such a gray area and I have been for so long and I'm still there where I'm like, oh, I see pros of it. I, I have people I love and respect who are super into it. I also don't connect with it a lot. So I'm trying to be like just authentic and just live my life how I want to live it. But I also don't want to like swing the pendulum too far where I'm like so against it. And but again, want to be honest with myself, with others, with everything. So yeah, it's hard to be honest when you don't like really have much to say about it. Where you're like, I don't know for sure. This is like my final answer. Exactly. And I and I always it's hard on the on the Internet, like you're saying with your identity is like. I feel like once you say one thing, people just kind of hold you to that. They like think of, you know, you for that. It's kind of like what I was talking about with Charlie D'Amelio. I'm like, oh, you're 15 always because mm-hmm. you're just, that's when you got famous. But now that you're 18 and you're like dating and going to these parties, it's like, you don't oh, fit into weird. the thing that they thought they right. think about you. But it's like, no, she's growing up and that makes sense. And I feel the same where it's like, I've grown up on the internet. I've been doing this for 10 years, you know, on Instagram and whatever. And so I feel like sometimes people like expect me to be just this like very good, wholesome girl who's like religious. And I still feel like I am that girl. And I will always be like, that's the thing. I feel like I've had this good girl complex where I'm like, people my whole life have been like, you're just such a good example. Like you're so, I I never, like I said, in high school, I never rebelled. Like 
I just always felt like I I have to be the good girl. I have mm-hmm. to be the good one. And now that I'm older, I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, what if being good is just being true and being authentic to what I think? And it's not the end of the world if I dress a certain way that people don't agree with or if I say something that whatever. It's like I just feel like I'm getting so much more comfortable with being like it doesn't matter what I do and like I'm going to do what I'm going to do. But that being said, I've still been struggling with just all of it because I don't know what I want for my future. And then I think about like, like, I'm feeling so confident where I'm at. Like, it's fine. I don't, I don't have to have it figured out. That's the greatest part about it. So I'm so happy and fine with where I'm at. And then I can, I think about having a child and I'm like, that's terrifying. Like you've been saying, yeah. like, oh, what do I want for my family though? And I, I don't know. So it's just very stressful sometimes, but kind of goes along with what I've been doing well, which I'll share in a little bit. Yeah. I know it is hard. It's like, yeah, that's pretty much exactly what I was saying where I was like so comfortable and then I had a kid and then I was like, oh my gosh, now I have to think about again. But at the same time, I was like sharing that and uh, the person I was sharing that with was like, well, this is my, my, I think in like opposite, like extremes sometimes, especially when I'm feeling, I I think in extremes. Oh, you think in extremes. Yeah. Yeah. Where I'm like, well, what if I don't raise him with religion? And he resents me for that when he grows up because he's like, I really wish I had some kind of religion. All my friends go to church. They, you know, and they love it. And I felt like, and I really wish I would have had that growing up. And then I'm like, well, or the opposite. What if I raise him in the church and he hates it and he resents it? And he, you know, it's like a thing that really, you know, hurt him in his life. And he resents me for that. And he, like the person I was talking to was like, well, kids are kind of going to do what they want anyways. And I'm like, yeah. I kind of had this moment. I'm like, I am also a child of somebody. Like, I also do exactly what I want. And I mean, maybe not all kids do exactly what they want, but like eventually the kid is going to, you know, have their own individuality and like their own, not even their individuality, but they're going to have their own thoughts and they're going to have their own life path. And it's not going to look exactly how I think it's going to look anyways. And you can't prevent every, that's what I've been trying to tell myself. I can't prevent every little thing in his life. Otherwise I will just go crazy. And he will not even learn anything on his own. You know, there's like the, that line of how do I get him to learn his own lessons, but also protect him at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I know it is, it is hard. And I think especially when you do wrap up so much of your identity in, should we just title this episode in our identity era? (laughs) Literally. It's like when you wrap up so much of your identity in in a religion crisis era, (laughs) in a religion, yeah, you feel like you've lost your identity. So you feel like you're crumbling. Your foundation is shaken. It's impossible not to. Like I just made this TikTok. I don't know if I'll post it because I got shy, but I was just talking kind of about the subject. Sorry, I'm playing footsies with you. (laughs) Um, I was just saying it's so like for me growing up Mormon, it's like I, when I really think about it, I'm like, wow, I don't have basically my whole family's Mormon. My mom's whole side of the family, my dad's whole side of the family who I married into his side of the family, all Mormon, like same with both sides. And mm-hmm. it's like, how, how can it not be a part of your identity and a part yeah. of your foundation when literally every person you know is Mormon, yeah. like growing up? Yeah. And I'm not joking. The first time I remember being like exposed to like, oh, not like going over to someone's house who like wasn't Mormon was like way later in life when I'm like in middle school. 
You know, it's like I've already (laughs) established my identity and where I'm comfortable, which is essentially around Mormons. Mm -hmm. So how it's so incredibly hard to then just grow up and be like, especially if you start questioning it, it's so terrifying Mm -hmm. and uncomfortable because you're like, wait, like this has been my comfort zone my whole life. I don't want to just like leave it behind. And it's kind of like Indy was saying when she was on our episode, like, I also fit the mold. So it was semi easy to fit in mm-hmm. growing up, you know, and that's that's just the way it was. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone around me is Mormon. My whole family's Mormon. I just fit the mold. I'm like, cool, yeah. easy life. Love yeah. it. And then once you grow up and you start quite whatever, it's just terrifying because you're like, wow, this is I want what I've been saying from the beginning is I'm like, I want to just have it be easy. Yeah. I wish it was easy. I yeah. wish I just could just keep going. But I can't also ignore my true feelings and my gut. So that's what's been the toughie lately. And I was saying too, if I was like, I'm, you know, if I made a stance where I was like, I'm leaving the church completely, which I don't feel the need to even label anything lately. That's where I've been. And maybe that's just keeping me safe and comfortable in my mentally and whatever. I would literally be the first person in my family, like in my extended family yeah, out of wild, out of tons of people. Yeah. Like, cause my family is big. Yeah. That is actually insane. I would be the first. <laughs> yeah. Like that to me, it's like is, a lot of pressure. Yes. I'm like, that's terrifying. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But again, I don't even feel the need to like say or make any definite choices, nor do I need to like broadcast that. But yeah. It's I know. It's been a struggle lately. Yeah, it is. We're going to jump into an ad real quick to talk about Macy's. So speaking of child, you know, childhood memories, one of my core memories growing up was picking out my first day of school outfit and Iconic. being so excited about wearing it. I would lay out the shirt I was wearing with the little skirt and then my shoes. I put my backpack by it and I would be like, that was literally one of my favorite things of the entire year. And Macy's is here to help you if you're going back to school and you want to get a fresh new first day of school outfit or just a new wardrobe in general for this new year of school. So they have brands like Levi's, Free People and Mango that are so good. You guys, you'll definitely be laying them out and being, you know, thinking you're going to look fresh as hell the next day at school. (laughs) And of course, no first day at school is complete without a backpack, new shoes. And Macy's literally has everything for you guys. Okay, go check it out. They have like Birkenstocks, Nikes, like Chelsea said, like uh, Leif's in his Birkenstock era. He is in his Birkenstock era, 100%. We might need to, he's not going back to school, but he might need to go to Macy's. (laughs) But they have shoes, clothes. Also, if you're heading into college, they have like dorm essentials. They have bedding, beauty blenders for makeup, my makeup gals out there, Fitbits if you want to, you know, go to the gym, tons of different stuff. So they also just have really good basics, you know, socks, underwear, things that aren't maybe as exciting, but that are definitely a necessity. Back to school shopping is literally like it gives me the best feeling mm-hmm. because that was just the, such a fun time of the year. So if you guys are in the mood or if you need some new stuff, head over to Macy's.com slash back to school. That is Macy's.com slash back to school. Send us a photo, please, of your first day of school outfit. We'd love Laid to see it. Laid out on the floor. Yes. Check it out. It's just like, I, we were talking about this the other day at breakfast, and I was like, I just have to keep telling myself, like, 
things get better with time and you just become more comfortable with yourself and, you know, your thoughts, you're, you've had time to marinate on it and um, you see reactions to things and they're not as like disappointment is not death pretty much like to other people. If you disappoint someone, it's not like you literally die. You know, it's like not the end of the world and you you learn to kind of move past those things and then it's like, okay, I'm more comfortable doing what I want, even if it might scare people, even if it might hurt, like hurt people or whatever it is. It's like, I'm, I'm not, if I know I'm doing my best, I know I have good intentions and I'm like trying to be kind or literally the opposite of what I said. I'm like, you can't try to be kind. Like (laughs) you just are doing what you believe to be the best. Yeah. It's like, that's all you can do. Like, especially on in this life, it's like, especially with religion, you can only do your best with what you have. It's like, it, I don't know. It's like there's it's based on faith. So it's like there's lots of things where it's like it's not a like science based. You can look up the facts of like, you know, is God real? It's like that's the question of the universe. Right. If, that, if that had been figured out, people would have the answer by now. But it's like such a journey for everybody. And I feel like in this book I was reading, it was talking about religion and how the point of like religions, they all kind of share the same thing. Like they all have different names for things, but they're all, you know, the purpose initially was to, you know, cultivate spirituality, but sometimes churches and religions will start to be too much mind-based and thought-based and they'll start to like think that thought is truth and it disrupts openness. And that's the point of spirituality is like openness and connect, like connecting with others and again, dropping your ego and like being just, I don't know, open and, and you know, that, that allows you to have all these good feelings and to, you know, go out and do good in the world and, uh, be there for each other and cultivate community but it's like I don't know just like religion is what starts wars and like all this thing it's just like it's not supposed to be this what I don't know that but again that might just be the human experience is trying to figure that out like what it's mean what it means to you right and I think I have like I will feel that deep feeling of like I know I'm on the right path like I for me like I mm-hmm. feel good I feel at peace and then I'll think about the perception to like, yes. like I'll be around my extended family and I'll think about the, their perception of me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I start to spiral. I'm like, they legitimately fear for my salvation. They yeah. legitimately think like I am off the deep end for yeah. like not even doing anything crazy. But again, just for questioning things, they think that I, they like pray for me and are like, they feel so bad for me. And then I'm like, I literally want to just be like, yep, I'm perfect. And I just go to church every week because Mm. of that. Like I'll spiral and just have these moments where I'm like, it would be so much easier to just be like, again, a good, a good Mormon girl and just go back to my roots, whatever. And then I don't have to deal with all the like annoying judgment. Mm -hmm. But again, no one's even like said that to me necessarily, but I will hear little whisperings amongst people of like, oh, why is she doing that? Like, why is she wearing that? And it just like, again, disrupts my like little world I'm living in where I'm like, oh, I'm doing the right thing. I'm like really trying to do what's best. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, people seriously think that of me like that. Again, bruises my ego. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. You think I'm like a stupid, you literally think I'm like a dumb person. Yeah. That sucks. I know it's, it is so hard. And especially I think is this is like what I feel like I'm surrounded by so many people who are anti-Mormon who think like, you know, people who are in the church are dumb almost. And like, brainwashed and all this stuff. And then I'm surrounded by so many more people who, you know, think that they're like, oh my gosh, you've lost your light if you leave the church, you know, and, or you, 
whatever. So I'm surrounded by so many different opinions opinions, and it starts to, whenever I feel comfortable, it's because I'm listening to my intuition and I'm like, I'm so comfortable where I'm at. If people are judging me based off this, I'm like, I literally couldn't care less. Like if they see me not wearing my garments, I'm like, I don't care. Like, yeah, I literally don't care. If they see me drinking coffee, like I was just like, I don't care. But then when I, when I, when I feel like I'm insecure in general, it's like a theme in my life. Everything starts to, I start to feel insecure about everything. So it runs into every area of my life where it's like, okay, I'm starting to feel insecure. Now I feel secure about what I look like, what I believe in, what I do, you know, how I'm spending my time. It's like, it just encompasses everything. Yeah. And then it just spiraling in my spiraling era. (laughs) Okay. This is my last one that I'm working on and I'll make it very fast. Healing my inner child who wanted to be liked and understood so badly And it's like you were saying with like how you – we all learn how to be loved and accepted in our childhood, like how we gain appreciation or whatever and – or validation. And I think something I've been just diving into is like why I always wanted to be so liked when I was younger. And and I have – this is something I put that I'm like doing well is like trying to be honest about what I think and and being assertive. And I was saying I'm like – I. I'm very – I'm able to be honest with a lot of people that I'm really close with. But, like, the per, the people that I like find it the hardest to be, like, honest with if I know – if it's something that I know might hurt their feelings, but it's, like, something that I think, you know what I mean, or something that might cause contention or something is with my friends. I'm, like, why do I – like, I'm able to be that way in the workplace. I'm, like, oh, no, I don't like this. I like this. But it's, like, with my friends, I just want them to like me so badly that I'm just, like, I can't – when I have to be honest with them, my heart beats so fast. My I start sweating. Like I'm just like – and I feel like I have to rehearse what I say because I'm like, I just like – I have to like – I don't want to hurt their feelings. And it's because I, I want them to like me. Like I want them to like me. I want to be popular. I want to be liked by everyone. And I'm realizing that when I was younger, like I'm, I always thought, why do I think that? I always had great friends. But when I was in elementary school and like junior high, I actually didn't have good friends. Like I really never had like people, I've had friends who like wouldn't show up to my birth party kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. where in hindsight, it's not like the worst childhood drama you could possibly have. Definitely not. But it's, it's something I think that made like me, sticks with you. yeah, that made me feel like I have to be perfect for my friends in order them for them to like stick around. Yeah. And so I think that just trying to be okay with, you don't, I, other people don't have to understand everything about me. Like, I can exist and still be happy and have people be confused about me or have people not even be thinking about me at all. And that's okay. And I think just doing small things that, you know, I liked to do when I was a child that made me feel like I was being present and times where I did feel maybe understood in certain areas is like swimming, like being outside, moving my body, like, and and focusing, like playing games with friends or family where it's just like, uh, fun and, and connection and, or having even like talks with people who, where I'm being honest and open. And I also have been trying to just like focus on not having public wins and, and like being okay with private wins. Wins? Wins. Yeah. Okay. W-I-N-S. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my friend Cole was talking about this, he, about like the difference between private wins and public wins. And like to be a really effective person, you got to stop, you got to stop focusing on the public wins and like you know, not having everything being so public. And when you have a private win, it's okay to just feel good about like yourself. Like you don't need other people to be like, good job. It's like, okay, I did something. I did something good. It's like within myself, that's good enough, mm-hmm. you know, to have What's that an be good example enough. of like a private win or a public win? Um, it's more of just like how you, you know, say you pick up a piece of trash on the 
try uh, on the beach basically not getting validation yes. for everything you do exactly. so it's like if from I other work, people if i work out you know whatever if i nobody, stick to my workout yeah. schedule but it's like i don't tell anyone nobody right. knows and you still can feel good about it right regardless if like because sometimes i think that's hard like i'll do th- good things i'm like i need to tell someone like no one knows that i did this and that's awesome like yeah but it should just be enough to feel it on your own yeah for sure like stupid me I should <laughs> shame yourself that's bad yeah Okay, well, I will... Spends no time on the things Spends that... no time on positive. I will just... I feel like the things I've been doing good at all are under one umbrella. So I will share that now to end for myself. I feel like I've been doing good lately at taking action and doing what I want to do. I think I've been doing good at just like little things. Like I've been going grocery shopping and like I've made a few meals lately. I've been... Like I washed all the cushions on my couch. I've been washing my sheets regularly. Like just little things mm-hmm. that I know it sounds maybe dumb, but like organizing my closet, things that I've been kind of putting off for a while, like even finishing decorating my house. I've been like, okay, sit down. Let's like figure out what do I want to order? What do I want the vibe to be like? I feel like I've just been making moves like just to make my life better. And I can't always say that. Like I feel like sometimes I get just so wrapped up in other stuff that I neglect a lot of like the little things and I feel like I've been doing pretty good at just taking action on those little things to make my everyday life feel good. What was I, what else was I going to say about that? Oh, well, I also just like kind of wanted to end with saying, I, I feel like this is, this episode is a good reminder that there's always going to be good and bad in life. And like, I feel like if you looked at my social media, you would think that I'm thriving lately. And it's true. Like, I feel like I have been thriving. I'm like, and you're correct. I'm perfect. No, but it's I have- not a highlight reel. That's the reality. No, it's I feel like I can't fake anything. So it's like if I'm posting and putting on a super whatever, I feel like kind of what you see is what you get. And like, yes, it is a highlight reel. So you can have cute photos. But the truth is, I am very happy lately. And I've been really thriving and like, feeling extremely excited about the future, super happy, but I'm, I've still been dealing with all these other feelings. And it's like, that's just life. That's how it's always going to be. You're never going to be completely without issues. Even Mm -hmm. when I think back to times where I'm like, oh my gosh, like life was so easy because you know, whatever I think back and I'm like, no, there were issues. Like there've always been issues. There were issues with whatever certain relationships or with anything. So I just think it's a good reminder. It's like everyone that you look up to or every influencer you follow, whatever, it doesn't matter. If you think that they just have this like fairy tale life, it's just not true. Like everyone has their stuff that they deal with. And I could have gone on for another hour about other things I'm struggling with, like, you know, but it's, that's just life. And I think it's always going to be in waves like that. And it's always going to be simultaneously hard and good. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. You Again, you can't really have the good without the bad. Yeah. You can't have the bad without the good. So I was just thinking about this today, how it's so interesting, like when you meet someone who is an influencer, you meet someone who's like a YouTuber. If I've met someone, I'm like starstruck. I'm like, oh my gosh, like you're so popular. Like you have so many followers, like you're so well known. It's like, that's what makes you starstruck about them. Like the bit larger than life persona that you see online than you see in person. And I was just thinking how weird it is that it's like, everyone especially as i was reading this book and it was like everyone's the same kind of thing like right we're all all just like souls on this yeah. earth yeah and even like oh you know how they say god loves everyone equally it's like 
I'm like, I forgot that. But it, <laughs> yeah. sometimes it's like, it's like they, you know, it doesn't matter if you, again, the ego tells you the more you have, the more you are. So you think that about other people, the more they have, the more they are. But that's just not the truth. It's just an illusion. And I was just thinking how interesting it is, like how I get starstruck when it's like, they have a job just like everybody else, but just a lot of people know about their job. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's it's really like they just do different things, but you know, some people have jobs that no one knows that they have that job and no one knows them, but it's like, but then it doesn't make what's them the less difference? of a person. Yeah. What's, yeah. Literally, what is the difference? No, the, just people just know about them. That's what make it's like this whole illusion of like celebrity. And that's something that I would talk about in our balance boss course. The first one that we came out with, like you are not less important than the people you look up to. Yeah. That was a quote that I shared because I've, I've felt that before where people, if they want to be YouTubers or whatever, they have that mentality where it's like, well, I just want to, yeah, they, they think of these people as like above them when it's like just because of a number. Like, yeah, that doesn't mean it has nothing to do with your worth. Yes. It's crazy. Well, something to do with your net worth, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, something to do with the lifestyle you're able to live. Um, yeah. Okay. I'll do my doing well quickly. I'm like, forget it. <laughs> just kidding. Ends on such a negative. I'm like, anyways, I have lots of things to work on. Well, the first one was being honest about what I think and trying to work on assertiveness and and not having it be. I always think assertiveness is going to cause confrontation. And I and I always say I hate confrontation, but it's like I feel like the difference is when you're assertive, it's like factual and it's neutral and it has nothing to do with like, again, the ego wants to attack and it wants to like name call and it wants to conquer. It wants to be like, look, I'm better than you. Or like it causes conflicts like that because it wants to put people in places and it wants to label things. And when you're just assertive and you're like, hey, I like this or I want to do this or I don't want to do this anymore. It's like those things, like for some reason, I always think I'm like, oh, I'm going to disappoint them or I'm going to, you know, they're going to be sad or they're going to be mad at me or they're going to think this about me and I don't want that. So it like almost debilitates me of doing anything. But if you're assertive, it's like the times that I am, I'm always like just so shocked at how seamless it is. And I'm like, oh, why was I working myself up so much? Mm-hmm. For the that? patriarchy got us again because if being as an ass- being assertive as a guy is like no issue. Like yeah, for exactly. most guys, it's like looked like fondly upon. Yes. It's like, oh, you're a man. Like, yeah. But if you're a girl and you're assertive, it's like you're rude. Rude. You're a bitch. Yeah. But speaking of communication, so wait, do you have another win? <laughs> nope. Unfortunately, no. Oh. I'm like no I was saying it all it all came under the same umbrella of just like doing what I want to do nice well mine this other one that I put is a little bit more specific I'm like oh I forgot about more of my things I'm struggling with no I'm fine (laughs) I'm fine wait I just thought of something else I'm bad at (laughs) this is like a little more it's I feel like I've been working on it and so I've been doing good at it is like how I speak to case because he's getting into the time where he's like you know when they're a year old, I think they're supposed to like be saying their first words and stuff or I don't, I don't, I don't know. I only know as much as like cases. Like when he turns six months, I'm like, oh, what are six months old supposed to do? But I shout out to Miss Rachel on YouTube. I'm sure you've like seen her on TikTok. I feel like I saw her all the time, even before I had kids, but she does like a YouTube channel and she talks to kids and helps kids. I've seen like a lot of people like Miss Rachel like is awesome. She makes my kids like very verbal and she does it in a very good way. She's very clear. Anyway, she talks about how important it is when you communicate with your kids. Like you're supposed to talk slow and high, like how parents usually talk to babies, like, hi, how are you? Mm-hmm. Oh, good job. And that's good for kids to like hear, but you're supposed to say it slow, enunciated, you know, pause a lot. Like if you ask them a question, especially if they can talk, 
pause and wait for them to answer. Because sometimes when you're like talking to a kid, you're like, do you want this? And they don't say anything yet. They're still like processing. They're not just going to immediately be like, yep. Hmm. And sometimes I do this. Like you just like, oh, you do? Like you want this. And you like kind of don't let them actually take initiative and say yes or no. Anyways. And like narrating, you know, your day as if you're a sports broadcaster, Rachel, Miss Rachel says like, oh, this like I was under the scarf. I was under the blue scarf. Like so that they just pick up on words. Mm -hmm. Really good for kids development to be talked to pretty much. So that's why, you know, when they're little, even if they can't talk, you're supposed to be talking to them constantly, like, you know, getting them, you know, just used to hearing communication, I guess. So I've been, I read this book or I started reading this book to, gosh, what is it called? I didn't write it down, but it's about the Danish way of ra raising kids. I think it's called like raising good humans, the Danish way or raising happy, the happiest people on earth, whatever. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to find it and I'll, maybe I'll post on my Instagram, but it's just about how like to encourage, communicate with kids. And I've just realized like how big it is to, that's like so important raising kids is how you talk to them and how you communicate with them. And that's how they learn to communicate with other people, which basically, you know, sets them up for success or sets them up for, you know, being happy, strong, you know, people. So like, and I, and the thing I want for Case the most is to be like in touch with his intuition and to be able to like stand up for himself and, you know, be happy. But also it's not like, I just wanted to be happy all the time. Cause again, like we said, there's no, that's no, there's no such thing. You know that your kid is going to have ups and downs, but like equipping, equipping them for it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, but the last little thing that I, I feel like I've been doing well at is working and, and really understanding that the most important thing in life is like relationships and like being on earth with other people. Like we're here with each other for a reason. And I think like being present with other people and understanding like you know, that that's what's so like important is the relationships in your life and, and like growing them and, you know, making an effort to be there for them. And when you're there for someone else and you're listening to them and you like create an open environment, it's like so bonding for them. And, and I feel like that feeling, like you just can't beat that feeling of like bonding with other people. And I feel like if we weren't supposed to be, if we were supposed to be alone in life and do everything on our own, we would, you know, be by ourselves all the time. Like we wouldn't, we were placed on this earth all together for a reason. So anyways, love that. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful and stunning. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure and follow our Instagram. It's at what we said podcast. If you want updates, we have merch coming out this week. Oh, is it this week? Okay. Summer merch is coming. <laughs> we record these in advance. So I get confused on the schedule, but it's so cute. Guys. It's so cute. We're it's shooting it this week. Favorites. It's or we're shooting it last week when you hear this, but it's so, so fun. We have a whole summer collection and it's really cute we'll post photos on our instagram so go follow us it's at what we said podcast and if you're feeling generous make sure to rate and review the podcast it helps us a ton we love you guys and that's, that's what, what we, we said, said. bye